Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. On this week's show, I'm joined by Chris Wilson. Chris is the VP of content at Critical Bench. He is also a strength coach and the host of the Strong by Design podcast. Chris is a strong Christian man. And in this episode, we talk about his faith journey. We talk about the progression in his life that led him to this position of purpose at Critical Bench. And we have a great discussion because we talk about how God uses you in all the different aspects and different positions that he places you in on the road to your destiny, that place where you come into convergence with your gifts, your skill sets, and the God-given talents that the Lord places within us. We'll talk about the Strong by Design podcast. We'll talk about book recommendations, and we'll talk about the values that the company uses to guide everything they do. Guys, you're not going to want to miss this. Join me as we get into it with Coach Chris Wilson. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. All right, Chris Wilson, man, great to see you again. It's awesome to have you on today's episode of Raising the Standard. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Great to see you again, Mr. Josh. Yeah, Chris. I was totally honored to be on your show, Strong by Design, a few episodes back. That was a great conversation, and I wanted to host you on this show, expose you, the work you do, um, the mission of Critical Bench and Strong by Design to the listeners of Raising the Standard. So really excited about this, been looking forward to this conversation. So Chris... Just to open us up, because there may be some guys listening right now that don't know what Critical Bench is, and I want to get a proper introduction for you because you are the vice president of content. Could you just tell us and give us that overview? What is Critical Bench? Critical Bench is a fitness and health publishing company. We have been around since 1999, and we create uh, digital and physical products that are fitness and health related. kind of all over the map, really, uh, to help men and women uh, get out of pain, um, move better in their life, feel better in their life. Um, you know, we have products and, and programs that help people stretch. We have people who get out of hip pain, as you uh, well know. We have uh, a, a glutes program to help people actually build their glutes properly. We have a <clears throat> A balance program that's one of our newer uh, programs that I was the creator of and uh, very proud of after all my years spent working with the older population. So we are uh, kind of the package deal when it comes to fitness and health um, issues, and we like to tackle them and provide people with very simple solutions for solving some of these kind of everyday health and fitness 
problem. So we a lot of our content really speaks to the simple resolutions to the more beginner level person looking to get started on their health journey and uh, almost simplistic uh, approaches to doing this because much of what's out there is you know fairly advanced or aggressive or intimidating and so we we kind of tackle it from a more much more simplistic uh, uh side love it i gotta ask you did it start out that way because when i hear the word critical bench it sounds like you guys are crushing it over there i know you call the gym the compound our mutual friend Frank Rich is over there. He's a big guy. I know he's doing some education and he he always sends me videos when he's working out with you guys. So I know you didn't start out with just mobility. With no, that no, not at all. So the first 10 years of the business from 99 up until about 2008 or nine, I guess you could even say, we were very much a bench press strength building company business. So we started off, uh, it was a project that the founder, one of my close friends from growing up, Mike Westerdahl started the business at the tail end of his college uh, career. He needed to create a working website where he could produce and sell something. So he's like, I know I'll make a bench press program because it's what I'm into. He's a college football player, had a really strong bench press and said, I could, I could make these programs for people, customize them. You know, so they're they're personal, and this is back in the day before digital. So you he handmade bench press programs for people, and his catchphrase was uh, "bench press 50, 50 more fifty pounds more in ten weeks." So you know, up your bench by fifty pounds in ten weeks. So this is a big, you know, a big deal for young athletes, college athletes. Obviously, very masculine uh, type of 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 business at the time was really, you know, largely not hundred percent of his audience target audience was men in their twenties and, um, teens and twenties. And so he, it actually took off to some degree where he was kind of doing it as he had other work at other jobs where he worked for other people and he was keeping critical bench alive after, you know, successfully creating this website back when people would go to websites to buy things and, and, uh, and sure enough, it took off to the point where he's like, I could probably stop doing anything else I'm doing and just make this my business and focus more effort here. And sure enough, he does that becomes a six figure business. And he continues down that path of really just strength and muscle and manly stuff. And then, you know, about 10 years into it, I think he realized, wow, you know, there's so much more to this world of fitness, health, strength, you know, there's, I have a lot of options and opportunity here and relationships that I should probably, you know, start, uh, you know, investigating. And so, you know, he started to become part of, of mastermind events and, you know, surrounding himself with other people in this uh, industry. And that's what really kind of leveled him up again, right? So, and, and started opening up more opportunities and, and creating products and programs. He had a Fix My Pain series back in the day uh, that's partnered programs with a, an injury specialist, Rick, and we've done a lot with him over the years. And uh, and that's when things really kind of shifted again for us as we started to uh, allow ourselves to reach more than just men looking to get strong and, 
And, uh, and so, you know, we had more, more of a female following and more just general health and more than just 20 year olds. It was kind of everyday people. And we realized, you know, these simple solutions can really impact a lot of people. So we just pump out a lot of content. So we are a publishing company. We publish mostly our own stuff, but we have partnered uh, obviously with other people in the past, other specialists and experts to create our programming. Awesome. Well, your channels are huge. I was doing some research on you and Critical Bench before this show, and I see you got over a million followers. Obviously, you got the podcast, multiple channels, lots of education. And I will tell the audience, I am a customer. I am over 40 at this point in my life. And guys, everything's tight. I wake up a little bit more stiff. And so I've been hearing about one of your flagship programs for so long. I'm like, I got to get on this. And so I took the dive and I got Unlock Your Hips. And it's fantastic. Thanks for making it. And um, and uh, just appreciate the work you guys do. So I love the evolution of the business and how it's changed and it's, it's mainstream and helping people of all different walks of life. Yeah, it really, it really has. And it's been fun to be part of it for the last almost 10 years um, working with Mike and for Mike. Again, we've known each other for over 30 years. We went to high school together. And so that was a bit of an interesting story, just making that decision to work for one of your close friends and, uh, you know, the, the bumps and bruises you go through in the early stages of that uh, dynamic. But he knew that I had a lot to offer and I knew I loved what he was doing and I believed in it. And that, that combination of me really buying into it and him knowing that he was bringing on somebody that he he could trust and and would show up and bring passion. That was just a good mixture. Yeah. So, Chris, I, I want to talk about this a little bit about how you how you got involved and used your skill sets, your gifts, and and basically you know your development as you step into Critical Bench. Because I want to make this really relevant to the guys that are listening. Because we're all about pursuing our purpose, right? Like we want to live a life that's powerful. We want to show up powerfully. Um, we want to use our God-given talents. We want to find that place, that position, that sphere of influence that God has for us in our life. And I know you found it with what you're doing right now. So I want to actually dig into the journey a little bit. So when Mike approached you, um, was it based on your personal training history? Did you know this was a fit? I mean, it looks like this really evolved for you. And now you're the VP of content. So I don't think it started out that way. So tell me a little bit about finding your purpose as you walked out this path one step at a time. Sure. Coming out of college, you know, like a lot of guys, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a, a loose idea. I was a, a communications major and I, I always liked media and TV and radio. I always found it uh, interesting. I think because when I was little, I liked the spotlight. I liked to entertain and be in front of people. And I was always in sports and performance groups and things through through high school uh, activities and organized things. And, you know, being in front of people never really bothered me. I always kind of just enjoyed that public speaking, things like that. And so Mike knew that from my childhood because he's known me since we were like 14 years old. And so I think he knew, OK, this Chris is really strong here, like he could be in videos and and at the same time, coming out of college, you know, I was really into fitness and strength and being in good shape and working out all the time. And I was uh, certified 
99. Actually, my certification workshop, uh, Jake Cutler, the four-time uh, 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 champion body bodybuilder, was in my workshop for, with NASM, uh, NASM wow, uh, workshop. Cool. Yeah, he, he did a guest pose back, just back before anyone really knew who he was, you know, 1999, years yeah. and years before he was a, a champion, world-class champion. But um, and I was just exposed. This is I was in uh, in Connecticut at the time. I was exposed to a lot of terrific, very intelligent, uh, very accomplished people. Uh, a, a guy I worked for and got clients from personal training was a, a, a multiple a world champion, a power lifter. Uh, his name is Lloyd Weinstein. You can look him up. About 155 pounds. This guy was built you know, just like a spark plug, he could, he could lift nearly four times his body weight with, with deadlifts and squats. He was absolutely unbelievable to watch lift weight. So I was around people like that. And then I worked for a f phenomenal one-on-one -on -one training center up in um, Fairfield County, Darien, Connecticut. By, uh, I worked for a guy by the name of Ben Prentice, Benjamin Prentice, who had a, a, a great, uh, following as, as a, a strength coach, uh, strength coach and trainer and actually befriended and became, um, had a mentorship with Charles Poliquin at the time. And Charles Poliquin is a most, anyone who hears that name is like, Oh, I'm, I, I've heard of that guy before. And well, I, I was around Charles quite a bit at a very formative place in my you know early career in fitness and, and health in my early mid twenties. And, um, you know, I, I remember, going to workshops with him and him coming to our facility and just listening to him and being around that for several years. And, and, you know, some of that stuff you don't retain, but some of it you do. And that just kind of fed my passion and my fire for helping people and movement in general, being strong, how vital that was to quality of life, especially as we got older. And I was working with a lot of clients that were older, you know, people with money that could afford to have one-on-one -on -one training, not general, not typically going to be a lot of young people. It's a lot of middle-aged to older folks. So that's where a lot of my passion and, and, and love for working with older men and women, which kind of brings us right up to today, because I still feed off of that. But I spent a good part of about 15 years face-to-face -face working with clients uh, on different levels, whether it was just training or there was a period of years where I was a general manager of a fitness and tennis center. And I was a head, head of all the trainers and I was a general manager and I kind of oversaw all the things happening in the facility. So I've been around health and fitness forever. And it just came to a point where Mike really needed a content person for Critical Bench in 2012. And we started talking very seriously about me being that person. And after uh, very lengthy conversations and a lot of uh, thinking and praying about, you know, working together as good old friends, because eh, you hear a lot of stories that doesn't always go very well, but we, we made it work. Awesome. So, you know, Chris, can you tell me as you're going through this journey, and that's amazing. You work with Poliquin, the Poliquin principles. I've done one of his programs before the German the German volume training. There's a German uh, aspect he had to one of his like full body workout programs. Yes. which is great. Yeah, I um, suffered through a lot of weird things that he was doing at the time, <laughs> and it, it suffer I did. Yes. Wow, Poliquin was legendary. So, Chris, what I want to know from you is, as you're walking out this process, it seems like a lot of preparation for where you are today in your life. 
Did you like, just to bring your faith into this, did you get a sense that, you know, this is the big question everyone has, right? They want to know, am I in the will of God? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, a lot of times we second guess ourselves. We take a step and we're like, wait a second, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I don't know if I like it. There's some aspects I like, and there's this tug of war with Christian guys. So I just want to ask you directly, like you can see looking back from where you're sitting today, how all of this training, all of this preparation, even your, you know, your affinity for the camera and your ability to speak and communicate effectively brings you to this point in life where I would say, I believe you're experiencing convergence of your gifts, your skills, your God-given talents, all coming together to deliver and bring impact where you are right now. But did you know through the process, could you see what was coming next? Or were you like, did you ever doubt yourself or doubt the process or the purpose that you found yourself in along the way? I think it's totally normal to have those moments and the doubts and the uh, head scratching and am I doing the right thing? Is this really what I saw myself doing? You know, is this my dream? Is this where I'm going to be 10 years from now? What, you know, what's the next chapter look like? All, all those, if you're not having those moments, then I, you're probably just not human or, 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 or you just don't care. Uh, I, I cared quite a bit. Uh, I always enjoyed being part of a team and, on a mission to do something uh, worthwhile that was typically in service of others. Um, but I've always been, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always really loved the rah-rah, like team, uh, team building and being part of something, being connected to some, some other group or entity working towards a, a goal. And that did all seem to kind of come together quite well when I joined up with Mike because I knew right off the bat, and this is long before we established core values uh, that we have for our, in our business, and I can talk about that in just a moment. But, you know, since Mike and I had a deep understanding of each other, we both knew each other as, you know, good guys, let's say, with integrity, guys that um, were purposeful in, in things that, in choices that they made and in, in decision-making. And, and that applies to our personal life and to our professional life. And, you know, we're, we both kind of were going through the same things in life at the same time too, getting married and in relationships with our wives and those years and having babies at the same time and all of those things long before I worked for him. And it just, yes, it felt right. And knowing that along the way, you know, I grew up with a, a, a good relationship with God. I grew up in the church. I grew up uh, in youth group and connected uh, in, to some ter absolutely terrific people who really shaped me uh, and were there for me and con I confided in. And that's a big part of who I am today is having those mentors and those people that I could talk with and communicate with and get out those those issues and those problems um, and, and not hold them in. And um, I think that's what prevents a lot of a lot of these young people today, you know, is, is, is not being able to communicate face to face with somebody in a very heartfelt, honest way. And so I think a lot of that really uh, helped me 
become this same person that I was or, or maintain that same. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've always been a, a bit a bit of a communicator and more of a talker than a, a listener. As I've gotten older, I've become better at being a, a listener. But I've never been, uh, I've never shied away from sharing my emotions or my feelings with other people and putting things out there. Um, and so Mike and I, like I said, had some of these great conversations where we were just really upfront about it. And he was just in, in the kind of that 2010 to 12 period, he was forming stronger roots in the church that he was part of and his his relationship with God. And I was actually kind of distant from God at the time because of some personal things I was dealing with, uh, with the, uh, a very sick brother who ended up dying of brain cancer. And a few years later, my mother dying of cancer and having a lot of questions and frustrations with God uh, going through hardship like that. And as Mike was kind of kind of growing closer. And I think when I started working for Critical Bench, it was a perfect time for me to be connected to not just him, but a community of other men that were in, in some groups and things that were, were there for me and a great support system during a time where I was in a lot of pain and asking a lot of questions and could have grown distant from God. But I actually kind of some things in life, when we go through them, as painful and difficult as they are, that can that can kind of pull us away or push us closer, and it pushed me closer to God. And so uh, I, I really leaned on a lot of people and a lot of prayer and diving into the Bible a lot more, and um, that it got me through it. Um, it got me through losing some some very important people in my life, but it, it all seemed to converge at the, at the right time for sure. Timing is everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you suffered some tragic loss within your family and it looks like right at that point, the Lord showed up in your life with the community that you needed. No, no doubt about it. it I mean, within that, within that year. Yeah. My brother was in 2012 going through his final treatments and, and looking like it was pretty bleak and passed away in the beginning of 2013 because of brain cancer that it was inoperable at that point. And young, young guy, only 42 years old. And, uh, and within two months, I think of him passing was when I took, or maybe one month, uh, is when I took the position here at critical bench early 2013. Well, what do you think would have happened if you didn't find that community? If you didn't find that group of brothers that you could lean on? It's a great question. Um, I think I could have, I could have easily sat inside my darkness and my sorrow and my grief for an extended period of time, which would have strained my marriage and, uh, my relationship, I had a, a baby, a son at that time, who was only a year and a half old. So I, it, it was, it was extremely powerful to have a network and connection to other people where I could open up and share the, the that grief and those feelings um, and have a, a friend that I work for that we could have those conversations face to face on a regular basis. We confide in each other quite often. 
Some days, you know, we're here in the middle of work, but some days you just need to talk with a friend. And so we would do that quite, quite often when he either needed it or I did. And I think a lot of people don't have that uh, in their life. And that, that that's, that's huge to have, to have that one person or sometimes two that you can really go, go deep with and talk through some of those things and get some perspective on things. And um, it's, it's, it's so powerful and, and so uh, kind of uh, life-giving in, in a way. Yeah. I mean, we see this in the life of Jesus, right? He, he comes to earth and he travels with 12 guys and that's his crew and that's who he leans on. And he shares really, you know, a lot of moments with them in speaking and mentoring and coaching, but also in friendship. And then within that group, Chris, I know you know this, but just for the listeners, I mean, there's this inner circle and he kind of models to me, he's got Peter, James, and John, and those guys go a little bit deeper with them. They go, they go onto the mountaintop with them. They go deeper into the garden with them. And that's his inner circle. And I think he's modeling something for us as men that we have to have this inner circle in our life. And if we don't, because we're, I mean, let's face it, there's so many distractions. The pace of life is quite different in the year 2022. And we got so many competing interests, so much stuff coming at us, so many responsibilities. We got to find that place where we can plug in with other brothers to be transparent, to be vulnerable, and, you know, just to talk things out and have a sounding board and, you know, I'm so thankful that God brought that into your life and he used it to keep you strong in your faith when from your own mouth. I mean, you could have went a different direction. You could have got shipwrecked in your faith or you could have just took a detour where you got sidelined for a while and you could see that the Lord's hand was on you not to let that happen. Well, without question. And to, to this day, I still am part of a Saturday morning men's group. Uh, it's done virtually. Uh, we haven't gotten together and we, we get together in person for fun for like dinner. And, and one of our, one of the guys is a, he's an ear, nose and throat uh, doctor, but he's also a comedian, a, a, a well accomplished comedian. And we'll get together and go see him perform. And, but it's a, a collection of about 12 to 15 guys and to see each other uh, on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. We do an hour call. In fact, uh, our mutual friend, Frank Rich is part of that group. And it's been fantastic. And certainly there's some weekends where I have to miss or I'd rather sleep in. But knowing that they're there and that I have that an hour of really just listening and opening up to each other and, and sharing, you know, it's it's not a bad thing as a man. To, you can still be manly and still share your feelings. You know, we're, we're you know, it, it's it's a different you know, different world than it was some decades ago where, you know, men were just tough and, you know, clammed up and were quiet and stoic and didn't didn't say anything. But that's not the world that we live in today, I think. Uh, and it's I don't think it's all that healthy. Yeah. Well, you know, like men love to wear armor. We love to wear our armor and we we keep the guard up and we have certain, you know, perceptions we try and build things around. And you got to have a time where you can take that down, where you can let your guard down. So, I mean, I just want to encourage the guys listening right now. It, you got to get plugged into a group, a church, a men's group, or connect with your friends. And, you know, Chris, this is what I think about is like, we as guys, we could end up, you know, hanging out and just talking about whatever, but we have to be intentional to take it a little bit deeper and talk about our faith or talk about what's going on in our life. So I just want to encourage the guys listening right now, find that brother in your life, find that group, find somewhere you can plug into and 
let's see how you can plug in and how what happens as you start to let the guard down and build those authentic, deeper relationships that we all need. Absolutely. I, I want to do that more uh, at my church. In fact, I, you know, there's some people that I know there and that are, I'm friendly with, but I, I want to feel like I'm more rooted and I want to explore more opportunity there to be part of, you know, another group where I can just, I, I think the, the more we're able to express our, our thoughts and feelings, emotions and all that stuff with, with people that we can trust and people that, you know, that we, we know they have our back and care about us. And, um, the, you know, the, the better everyone wins, everyone wins. And it, it makes us better for other people in our life when they need that support system and they need someone to talk to. I think you're much more receptive and, and a better listener when you're, when you're around that type of environment. Uh, on a regular basis. You want, you feel drawn to, you know, I'm getting helped by being part of this community. Therefore, now I want to help other people. Uh, And so it makes you, I think, more service-minded and uh, service being another one of our seven core values. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Why don't you just take me right into it? Why don't you just tell us the core values at Critical Bench? Because I want to hear them. I want the audience to hear them. And I know they've really shaped um, the foundation of your company and where you guys are headed. They really have. And it, it was some years ago where Mike was at a point where he said, you know, what's our, you know, you go through this, this moment in the business, you know, what's our mission? What's our vision? What's our, you know, what are our, our values as, as an organization? You know, we got to get this down. We have to, we have to. So what we did was we called in a very good friend of ours who's a mentor Dr. Ron Eccles, a, gen- a gentleman who started a, a group called Roar, that is the, the group that I'm still a part of. And uh, we had him come in and spend a day with us. And in that one day, you know, it was a long day, we sat together, the three of us, and established our seven core values and came up with Strong by Design as kind of a mantra or slogan, if you will, long before we had the podcast. And we just knew we liked it because of the double meaning behind it, strong by design. So we are, the human being is a designed being, right? There's absolutely zero chance that we're just by chance. Uh, I, I can't believe that for a moment. Right down to our DNA with three to four billion characters of one strand of DNA. I can't imagine that we're just randomly made. Chris, I think so, it takes more faith to believe that we just came here by chance than believing yes. in an intelligent designer. Correct. Exactly right. So if we're designed, right, then there's a designer. Okay. And the only thing that really makes sense is that all the attributes that we associate with God being our designer. So we're we're strong by his design, but then we're also, this is the double meaning, we're strong in the way we design our lives. So we're given an opportunity every single day to make choices and decisions, and, and those things shape our life and what direction we move in, okay? And every, we have conscious decisions made from the moment we wake till the moment we go to bed, you know? And I like to feel like, some days are better than others, but I like to feel like I'm moving in, in, in a good direction where my decisions 
now are better than the ones I was making 10 years ago and the ones 10 years ago or prior to that. So it's like, I always feel like I'm just moving in a, in, in a healthier uh, upward trajectory, if you will. Now, the seven core values that we established that day, we just talked and talked and talked. What's most important to us? What's what What matters in a business when we're making a program, when we're dealing with a customer, when we're dealing with an employee, like what are the things that we really need to lean on when we measure any decision in, in the business and in the relationships that we have over on my wall is I have our core values I have a poster, but we, we came up with a, a silly little acronym. So we can't forget what the seven are. It's pigs PDF. I know it sounds weird, but it's, there's two P's in there. So the first P positive attitude. Okay. So you have to have a positive attitude. I think most of us who are around people with a not so positive attitude, it can really be draining and uh, challenging to be around. So that's one of the one of the, the primary things there is that we all come to work and operate uh, while we're here with a, with a positive attitude. Uh, the, the next letter it would be I, okay, which would be integrity. Okay, so we're we're gonna do things and operate in a manner that's honest and, and, and forthright and, and not trying to uh, undercut or do anything that, um, uh, you know, that we would be, you know, possibly, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you know, what would, what, what would we do whether we were being watched or not watched? It's right. under the, you know, whether we're by ourselves or in a, in a room full of people. And, and uh, so integrity, I think really is, is a character thing that all people should aspire to have. Uh, the next thing would be the G gratitude. So we're grateful for our, for our opportunities here. We're grateful for the products and programs that we make and for our customers and, for what we're able to do in the world. S is service. So we're service minded, right? We, what we like to say for services, we lead with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. Okay. Uh, and then we have the PDF, the other P, which is passion, which is something that I've, I'm, I've always been a very passionate person. And re regardless of what it is I'm doing, I could be playing a game of darts or, 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 or cornhole, or I could be, you know, playing a, a, a basketball game. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive, I'm, I'm passionate. And, uh, and, and that plays into every aspect of, of what I do professionally and personally. Uh, I was about the, to ask you, can you sub competitive for passionate? Cause that's what I'm hearing as you're talking about. It this. is. It, well, it's it's kind of like you care, right? Is what I what I, I bring passion to is like you actually care about what it is you're doing, and I care about a lot of things <laughs> in my life. But I want other people to feel it. I want people to feel that energy, that passion, that enthusiasm, uh, that spirit. And I I think you know every day is this opportunity, right? To to uh, to get better ourselves, to and make someone else's life better, and so we should use that opportunity. Sometimes, when passion gets the best of me, and just ask my wife. But uh, you know, I'm growing there. I'm growing there. I still have a, a long way to go. So I got two more letters. I got the D, which is decisiveness, which is really just fast action taking. Uh, you know, make a decision, move on it. If you fail, whatever. You just learn something. Do it different next time. Keep going. Push, push, push. GSD. 
get bleep done. So we, we, we love GSD. We have GSD shirts that we wear here all the time. And the last is the F, which is faith. We felt like, you know, out of the seven things, obviously six of those could be part of any organization, right? Any organization would say, yes, I want my employee, my team member to have one of those attributes. The faith one just felt right for us. Uh, we are not a Christian business. We are a business operated by Christians. And it just felt like faith was a, a, a big part of who we are as individuals and needed to be part of our core values. And when you add up all of those seven things, every decision, everything that we do here as a business, right down to how we interact with each other through email and stuff, all comes down to those core values. And, uh, and that, that's what has really established our podcast. I love the faith aspect, man. I love how that's part of the core components. And, you know, a couple of things that stood out to me, I mean, they're all awesome. Um, I love the way you framed up service as servant leadership, you know, really putting others first, that whole biblical principle. We see Jesus model it. Um, and I love the way you talked about the way you just exhibit excellence in everything you do. So as a Christian businessman, how are you bringing the light to what you do? Like, what's that look like for you on a daily basis, you know, with the people you work with in the compound, in the office, with the guests that you interview, with the products you make, what's it look like for you to practically live out your faith? Yeah, it starts, it's like I said, it's a conscious decision made every day, but it's, it starts at home. It starts, uh, and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a human. I have my bad days, but I can't even say bad days. I would say I have my bad moments, but I'm I'm more aware of them now more than ever before. And as I get older, I'm even more aware at what I have to do to shift myself. And it's usually just a mental thing. But when I start my day at home, my day usually starts, excuse me, right before seven o'clock or so. I have two young children. My morning usually starts getting them ready for the day before I can really focus on myself. Generally, that goes pretty smoothly. And I really like being a, a dad that's hands-on and really part of my kids' lives. My wife oftentimes is home and, and part of that morning process, but if she's not, because she has an early day with her, uh, her job, her schooling, that I like taking on that responsibility, getting the kids where they need to go, whether it's school or activities, if it's summertime. And then using the time in my car on the way to work to either listen to worship music, to a podcast, to an audio book, but something that's life, I say life-giving a lot, I feel like, but something that really is, uh, is good for the soul and is an, an experience rather than just driving to work and not looking forward to the 30, 40 minutes that you're in the car. I make that time as productive as I possibly can. And I really rely on that time coming to and going home as uh, I'm not typically in a rush, which is nice. I don't have a set schedule per se, so I can kind of get here when I get here. And I can use that time to really soak in uh, the Word of God, to soak in some uh, powerful worship music or uh, a podcast that I love that's quite often faith-based um, and, and or an audio book. 
And a lot of times those are either faith or leadership or coaching or some kind of mindset uh, training. And so by the time I've arrived here at the office, I'm generally in a really good place and I'm just ready for the day. I'm energized. I'm feeling good. I've already had uh, you know, a productive morning being a dad. And I've worked on myself and my character a little bit on the car ride in, and I'm ready to kind of get after the work that's in front of me, which again, I'm passionate about because I love the, the, the industry I'm in. I love health and fitness, and I love helping other people live a longer, fuller, more productive life. All right, cool. So I got to ask you a couple questions. So I need to know what's in your audible. Like, what are you listening to right now? Give me a book recommendation. Yeah, I got a lot. Um, not that long ago, I listened to a great book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. You oh, yeah, maybe have heard of that one before. Of course. That's not faith-based at all, but uh, it's a really cool book about achieving excellence and, and, and how it's kind of a pattern for it. Um, so what are some other great books I have in my library? Let's look. Hollywood Heroes, which is a Frank Turek book, uh, a new release. How uh, It's how the, these Hollywood roles, uh, superhero roles, reveal God, which is pretty amazing because every story kind of comes back to Jesus as the ultimate hero. Highly recommend Hollywood Heroes. Interesting. Uh, in fact, just had Frank uh, recently on our Strong by Design podcast talking about the book. Uh, and he's just amazing. He's been on our show multiple times. He's a Christian apologist. Um, Another book, actually, I just recently downloaded a book by uh, Gregory Kokel called Tactics, uh, which is about actually kind of how to talk about Christianity to other people who are maybe atheists or agnostic or just uh, potentially adversarial conversations. Um, one, uh, a book by... Oh, one minute. Oh, this book was actually really good by Danny Silk. He's a pastor and, and speaker. The Business of Honor. That was a terrific book. Uh, you do you know of Danny yeah, Silk? I know Danny. He yeah. wrote. The, so, are you talking about the Business of Honor or the Culture of Honor? Because I think his original he, book. Was, I think he, he might have had multiple uh, books sure. that he's written, but this one is the Business of Honor: Restoring the Heart of Business, and he uh, co-wrote it with Bob Hassan. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I know those guys. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That is a newer version because his original was Culture yeah. of Honor, which I highly recommend. So oh wow, awesome. I'll give you for... one more. I'll give you one okay. more. The Un Unoffendable by Brant Hansen is really really good. If you've ever heard of that, cool. uh, terrific. No, I haven't. But um, terrific. You would love it. I, I know for for sure you would love it. It's awesome. a, it's he has a great voice in it. Uh, it, there's humor merged in it's how to not be offended in, in this life. It's, it's really point. terrific. And it's, it is a Christian, uh, uh, perspective. That's amazing. Well, thanks for giving me a sneak peek there. Let's, um, you know, you said something that I need to go back to because you talked about your morning routine and really kind of grounding yourself in the car on your, on your drive in and kind of shutting everything else down. Um, you did say that you don't normally have bad days. You might have a bad moment or something, but you usually can shift. Tell me about the shift that Chris Wilson makes. If you're having a down day, what do you do to cause that shift to come about? Yeah, um, I try to immediately recognize it and voice that concern with the person that probably saw me at my worst or not at my best. Um, and, and not let that sit uh, for too long. So if I'm short with my wife, right, or if I'm a jerk to my children, uh, if I'm short or n not treating a, a coworker right, um, 
an interaction of some kind that just didn't go the way it could have or should have, I like to immediately uh, be apologetic and to be um, aware, let the person know that, you know, I recognize in that situation, I didn't handle that very well, or I said this, or I said that. Um, I definitely have, and I get this from my father, um, I can have a little bit of a short temper where it's it's just in the heat of the moment and it can be something so minor and so small but i it can it can really get press my button and that's where my passion kind of gets the best of me sometimes because it bleeds into my reaction uh and my reactions can be an overreaction but i like to nip them in the bud as quickly as i can and i've i'm much more aware of them than i than i was in my 20s or in my 30s and so as I get older and a little bit more mature, a little bit wiser, I also become more aware when I fall short and, uh, and I need more God. And so typically I, I also pray a little bit more that day or, go, or hit my devotional a, a little bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, Chris, thanks for being vulnerable, man, because we all have these areas that we need to be aware of that we can get pulled into. And it's like, how do we react? So I'll share, I'm going to give you a book recommendation really for the audience. Um, but when I had, when I had your friend, now our mutual friend, Sean Hadsdale on that you connected me with, we had him on here a couple of weeks ago. He turned me on to Dr. Ben Hardy and I downloaded a bunch of his books and I'm like, you know, this is really good. He just came out with one called Your Future Self. And they, these are not Christian books, just so our listeners know. These are more in the realm of personal development, but um, still great messages, things we can apply, use in our life. And um, the one I'm listening to right now, I'm over halfway through it. And it's written, co-authored with Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. And the book's called The Gap and the Gain. And here is the premise of the book is that when we are not showing gratitude, when we're not intentional, when we're not thankful, we fall into the gap. That's like our automatic response is it's when you lose your temper, you're in the gap. It's when I react really quickly to my wife or my kids, whatever that looks like for us. And we're focusing on what we don't have, we step into the gap. And when we focus on what we do have, when we can be content, um, we, we can kind of just live in that moment and be present. That's the game. So now I'm becoming more aware with just this new vernacular of, wow, I was in the gap a little bit more today than I wanted to be. And, you know, the whole part of the game and here, like, even though this book is not explicitly Christian, the premises, and you know, because I talk about this at the beginning of the standard, most of the personal development industry borrows concepts and principles from the Bible. And we know that I, I believe it's Timothy, but godliness um, with contentment is great gain. So I'm just thinking about how can we be more content? How can we live in the moment? To me, that's the gain. We have everything pertaining to life and godliness through Jesus Christ. So how do we stay there? And when we have those automatic responses that pull me into the gap, just to be aware of it, I'm just giving you a little bit different language from what I heard you say. It's something I'm using now, really beneficial. And Sean turned me on to that. That sounds great. And you said it's Dr. Ben Hardy. Is that Yeah, Benjamin Hardy. Up? Yep. Awesome. I will definitely check him out. I love stuff like that because we all have room for improvement, don't we, in different, in different ways. And I think when, when we feel like we've achieved a, a certain point in our life where we can't learn from others, I think that can be a, 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 scary, <laughs> a scary point to be because I think we, we never should stop working on ourselves and finding ways to improve uh 
improve the process of, of being a man or being a human being. And uh, I was just listening to um, a Q&A uh, that was recorded. It was Frank Turek with a pastor, a friend of his, Dr. Chip Bennett. And they were talking about how, how Christians uh, sometimes, how we can... How we, when we fall short, it's oftentimes it's our response, right? And our reaction to others is not coming off in love. Um, and so it was it kind of the message was really talking about speaking truth in love. But he said, I think really, and, he, and he, he did point to some scripture that that I think tied it in really well. But he said, it's almost like having grace and truth together, but not the truth part should come secondarily. It's the grace should be first. And that's really, I think, that's the gratitude. That's the, the gain part, as you're, as you're saying, is like, I think when we're, when we're giving others grace in a moment and we're, we're, we're focused on that first and then speaking the truth uh, after we've already kind of laid the, the foundation of, of grace and love first. Um, and, and, and I think all interactions in life, and I, I mean, I, I point to myself first and foremost, like that's where I can improve probably the most is really not having the furled brow and the ha ha, I gotcha. And no, this is the way you do it. And this is, it's, 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 it's kind of coming off a little bit more. It's just softer and saying, you know, this is, this is some, how would I want this person responding to me or, or interacting with me? And, and let me interact with them in a way that's, that's, you know, it's kind of the Oreo cookie, you know, let's, let's build them up first a little bit, then speak a little truth and then build them up a little bit more and send them on their way. You know, let's, let's, let, let's be, let's show people a little bit more grace and a little bit more love in, in all interactions. And that starts at home with our spouse, with our children, uh, which is really easy to let your guard down and be your, your, the worst version of yourself to the people that matter most. Yeah, I mean, this resonates with me because this morning during my my morning time with the Lord, I was reading Philippians and there's a verse in there. Um, it's chapter one or chapter two, where Paul talks about we should be esteeming others higher than ourselves. And it, it sounds simple, but if you think about it, what would the world look like if we all did that? Like that's earth shaking. If we start esteeming everyone else around us, not just our family, the people we know, the people we work with, and we really put them in the place of honor. We restore honor to the to the business, to the marketplace, to our family, where we are. Um, that would really challenge, that challenges me, that stretches me because it's one thing to say and say, yeah, that's a nice verse. I know that verse. I heard it a thousand times. It's another thing, Chris, to put that into action. That's a whole different, that's a whole different ball game for us. Without question. Philippians, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Uh, yeah, very too. short and very sweet. Yeah. And um, yeah, Philippians 4, 7 is deep in my, in my brain. It's one of my favorite pieces of scripture. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's, I think that's the hole that a lot of people are trying to fill in this life is that they can't seem to find peace because they're looking in the wrong places. Yeah. And it's well, the peace that's only from God that that fills that hole and and we can't even comprehend it. Um it's it's beyond all things. But if we accept him and we pray for that peace 
to come into our lives. And that's, that, that fills that hole up quite well. And we're not trying to stuff it full of material things and relationships and, oh, this person will fill me up and this person will make me whole. And this thing will, will, this, this will, this will complete me. And it's, it's, it's not from earthly things. Yeah. And the most amazing part of what you just shared there, what you shared there is that the book of Philippians was written from a prison cell. So Paul's in prison <laughs> while he's writing this and he's talking about this unearthly peace and you just compared it and contrasted it with all the stuff in the world. And you can experience peace when you're in a prison cell because it's not of this world. And it doesn't matter where you are or who you are, but God can impart that to you. Yep. It's very powerful and, and, and so true. Awesome, man. So let's let's bring this home with Strong by Design. We really didn't talk about the podcast. You have an amazing podcast. You bring on top-tier guests. These are high-quality people, high-quality conversations. Um, I was totally honored to be on your show and talk about the standard. I loved it. Loved the conversation. Um, don't mean to put myself in this group of people, but I want to ask you, when you think about all the guests that you had, um, as you just kind of we wrap up today with imparting some wisdom for the audience, just whatever you're led to share. When you think about a conversation, something that stayed with you, because as a podcast host, you're having these conversations all the time. You get to talk to very interesting, unique people with really awesome ideas. Um, what What is some of the the advice that you got or something you heard that really changed something for you? It was more than an interview. It stayed with you after the fact. Yeah, I'm scrolling through. I have our, our podcast website up here with all the guests, and it's been a lot of years. Uh, you know, we started in May of 2018, and so we're in our fifth year, and that's a lot of podcasts. You know, we've uh, I think this this week we're releasing episode two two thirty eight, and there's a lot of extras and bonuses mixed into there, and um, you know, so keeping this going all these years, and and me is the kind of a host and also manager of the, of the show. Uh, there's been so many terrific conversations, uh, so many meaningful ones, uh, that I hope, you know, are, I know they're reaching people because we're heard in over 80 countries. So I know there's people listening to the show. Um, but you know, you only get so much feedback from a podcast, right? right? Yeah. You I get know. feedback from your guest. And maybe you get some reviews and, you know, people are writing in saying, oh, I love this episode or this is what your show means to me. But it's just a just a, a sprinkle of, of, of the overall effect that you're having um, to think back. And what's an episode that really stands out for me and a message? Oh, and we gosh, we go all over the place. Uh, there was a, an episode uh, way back, episode 134 with a, a, a young man, a Christian guy. Uh, who's a bodybuilder, a good guy. His name is Mitch Muller. Do you yeah, know who Mitch I, is? I know Mitch. I, I was talking to him last week. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Okay. And we had a great episode uh, just talking, the name of his episode is Speaking Life into Men. And that's something that, and I was really blown away. He got this this good looking, young, strong, you know, to every to me, everybody's young, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, closer, to, I'm closer to 50 than I am to young. Oh yeah. You know, Same here. and and this guy, you know, he, he looks great. He's got this great physique, but he's got this great heart for God. And, and, and he's out there with it. And he puts it out there on, on Facebook and he, and he doesn't hold back. And he, sh he shares a lot of truth and a lot of great insight for a young man. And, um, 
and I, I was really blown away by he does this uh, speaking poetry stuff. Yeah, the spoken word. Yep. Spoken word. And I was really blown away by uh, some video content that he, he had shared. And I ended up posting it inside our uh, uh, community uh, thread on, on our YouTube channel because I was really taken back. I said, wow, this, this kid has some great talent and, uh, and writing ability and speaking ability. And so that's just one of many. And I mean, gosh, we've had Erwin McManus, who's a uh, uh, the, cre- the founder of Mosaic Church out on the West Coast, who's an amazing speaker. Uh, he was on our podcast uh, a, a couple of years ago now. Uh, as I said, Frank Turek, a Christian apologet- uh, apologist and an amazing speaker, has been on our show now three times. Uh, he's an unbelievable. Um, a few years back, Larry Hagner was on our show. And uh, he's got the Dad's Edge podcast. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah. He's, yeah, terrific guy. And it's, again, it's, we need, this is what we need, right? We need more men like this that are empowering other men to, to really step up and be the kingdom men in their communities, in their homes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a domino effect of sorts. That's what we're hoping to, to do here, right? Is have this conversation, which hopefully sparks emotion or feeling in someone else that'll open up and have a, a similar conversation with a, a friend or family member and just keep passing it along. Cause there's so much hate and vitriol out there in the world. Uh, I've since stopped watching, uh, you know, the news and network television, because honestly, I just find it to be just so negative and so upsetting. And it's just, it's not really accomplishing a heck of a lot. So we need these voices in the world is what we need. Awesome, Chris. Man, appreciate you. Appreciate the work you do. Thanks for dropping some of those names. We're going to have Mitch on a future episode here in just a few weeks. Um, So thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing wisdom, lessons learned, um, getting into your purpose, and just uh, all the things that we can glean from today's episode. Guys, if you're listening, I know you got something out of this. Chris, I want to thank you again for joining us today here. Any last words for us as we head out? No, I just... uh would like to say thank you to your listeners and come check us out on strong by design, but, you know, continue to pray for Josh and all the amazing uh, work that he is doing and his unbelievable book, which I still have. I've read it, but I still have it nearby because you never know when I need to pick it up and, 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 and get a little piece out of, uh, out of the standard because it's just so fantastic. But I just bless you and your listeners and all the, the good things that you're doing uh, for, for, uh, for, for men. So God bless you, man. So honored to hear that. All right, guys, until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called the map and you can get it at standard59.com. In the map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.